All right, guys, and we're back with another episode of it. It's a hang thing. Yo, yo, yo. And of course, in studio today, um, we got the brother, Oni in studio. Yo, yo. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. It me, baby. What's up? All right, man. Well, we're super excited to have you here. I know you, you got like we're gonna touch bases bases on a lot of things, um, but this whole thing is really just getting to know you, um, and so it's always great to start from the beginning. Um, you know how what what exactly do you do for those that may not know first? Um. Well, I I don't want to get into my day job because I could. On like part of me doesn't give two shits about talking about yeah. that. Cool, I'm cool. there for my paycheck. I do like my job though. Don't get me wrong. If my bosses are listening, I do want to be there. I like my job. Please don't text me after. Um, I'm a rapper. I hate saying that. Honestly, it sounds so stupid to me. Hey man, like, yeah, I'm a rapper. You, like it's just doing... there's such a weird like a weird reaction I get out of that. But uh, I am a rapper and um, I'm a model, but not for long maybe okay so tell us how you how you got into that let's start with the modeling first because okay. you did uh you did kind of make your mark starting with um a, a male pageant mm-hmm. right I yeah that. so tell us more about that uh so it was a uh, mr model of the pacific um i had actually done mr guam before i did that mm-hmm. um i got i got top eight for mr guam Nice. And um, there was like a sour taste in my mouth because I'm very competitive. Mm. So when I heard there was another one coming up, they wouldn't stop bugging me about nice. about joining. Yeah. So I like the money spending side of me was like, hell no. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted that damn trophy. <laughs> so I was like, like I wanted like. Like, I was like, there's, like, I'm not, like, I'm going to win. Yeah. Like. That mentality. Like, yeah. I was just like, like, I, like I lost the first one. So I was just, or I didn't lose in a sense. I just didn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, I'm, I'm, that's a sour taste in my mouth. I need to like, I need redemption in a so sense. How did you get into the whole thing? Um, what made you want to do it? You know, what was the whole process like? <laughs> um, so pageantry in general i got into it as a joke mm-hmm. uh so one of my friends lino he did um he did mr guam before me uh, i've known lino since i was like we were kids like mm-hmm. we started working together uh for tasa uh since i was like 11 mm-hmm. and um he's just a couple years older than me but i've known him like since then and he did it so you know when i told him i got approached to do it like someone dm me on instagram i don't remember who it was but they dm me on instagram if i was interested i thought about it and i was like lino if because you did it i'm gonna do it too because mm-hmm. i thought it was funny mm-hmm. um and then i signed the contract and i walked like uh after i walked out of the meeting got in my car and right then and there i was like oh shit i can't joke about this anymore because me like if i'm gonna sign up for something that i could win mm-hmm. i'm like okay like i'm there to win i'm not there to like make new experiences meet new friends like that's so stupid that's a waste of time mm-hmm. you're wasting your time and energy if that's the only reason yeah. you're doing it and i firmly believe that i think it's it's, it's one of those um, mentalities it's, it's it should be there because you know like I said, uh, nowadays it's all about you know time. If you're wasting your time, then you just wasted a whole yeah. a whole lot. You, know? you look at everyone that's won a pageant here. 
their mentality was to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had that mentality. All the other contestants that had that BS. I just want to try something new, blah, blah, blah. Where did that get them? Mm-hmm. Top eight. That's where it got me. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Mm-hmm. And it's very different when you when you change your mindset. To, you know, that you're actually determined to go somewhere with yeah. this. But so. I'm just, I'm really glad I have that mindset. Mm-hmm. If I didn't, probably wouldn't be in this room. Probably wouldn't be making music. Mm-hmm. I'd probably just record music never put it out right but i don't know just the type of person that if i'm gonna dive into something i'm going deep i'm going in there to be the best like i don't Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna go in here to be okay not going in here just to 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 try something new like it's firmly like a a waste of time i i feel and everyone looks at me funny when i say stuff like that like I'm not going to do something that's going to waste my time or energy, even no, if it's, it's like, totally true. but like, even if it's something with like positive impacts mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to waste my time and energy because yeah. I have, a, a, I'm, you know, personally, I'm a busy person. Mm. I always keep myself busy. So if I fit something into my schedule, it has to mean a lot. So that's what I did. Um, right away. I made sure that I wasn't going to have my time wasted. Like I was going to get something out of it. So immediately started networking um, started using the connections I had made for myself to benefit the the connections that um, you know my family knows. Mm-hmm. Like I I was really like diving deep into it, and I think that's uh, a big reason why I had a really sour taste in my mouth uh, when I only made top eight. It was just because I put so much time into it. Um, and then Mr. Guam, then obviously I did Mr. Model of the Pacific and I won that one. That one I came in like guns blazing. Like I already knew what I needed. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of the stuff that I needed. I already made those connections. I knew how to promote myself. And then from there, like winning that, um, used those connections. Cause quite honestly, I, um, oh, forgot to mention, uh, the, the reason that, or like a what I made one of the big reasons mm-hmm. that I was going to start doing this was to network, because mm-hmm. it's it's a different demographic. Because ultimately, I want to make music. That's mm-hmm. the end goal. Mm-hmm. This is just steps to something to help re- reach toward that. Yeah, get my name out name. there. Yes. So n- now that the when the name becomes relevant when I start making music, even though they don't like, they, they won't necessarily like, they don't have to like the music. They're going to listen because I'm familiar. Right. Mm. Like I, I've become, I, I've made myself relevant in you. that realm. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not afraid to admit I used all of them. Mm. Like I used them to, to catapult myself, mm-hmm. but it's, that's just how it is. Like I, I don't not have respect for them. I don't not have love for them, but I didn't do this for them. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to win. Yeah. Um, um, I guess uh, another one, diving more into the pageant life, you know, where obviously it took you around the world. You've traveled a lot. Uh, I know you've definitely been in the Philippines. I remember seeing some of that. Tell us about some of your uh, your experiences abroad, you know, representing Guam and meeting, you know, Mr. Mm, other, yeah. you know, other men, other contestants. Mm, yeah. Honestly, it was, it was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because I've always wanted to do something where I was representing Guam. Mm-hmm. Um, and originally, I tried to do it with athletics. But okay. um, obviously, that didn't turn out the way I would have liked. Because, you know, when you're in the... Like, I, I went to high school in the States. So, 
coming from Guam, everyone that comes out of here that goes out there, we have something to prove. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I carried that on my shoulder. Like, every tournament I went, I had the Guam flag with me. Um, but there was always a part of me with, with doing that. It didn't feel like enough. Um, because it's like you're such on a small you're on a small scope unless you're just a beast athlete mm-hmm. okay you so know? let's talk more about that for those don't, that don't know you know you talked a bit about tournament uh, obviously you have an athletic background tell us more about that because I know that goes back to your high school years that right. I actually didn't know until earlier this year yeah um, so went to high school in the states and I was a, I'm a military brat so I moved around mm-hmm. three or four times um, played football throughout that time, okay. but then um, and I wrestled all throughout that uh, throughout wow. that time as well. I, I I never knew this. Yeah, um, did four years of wrestling and then three years of football. What? Um, but by the time it came to my senior year, I just like I had just fell out of love with football. I just didn't like it anymore. Mm. I was bored of it. Um, so I put all my energy into wrestling. Mm. So the entire like, right when junior year ended, I was training. That's nice. good. I was I was gunning for states. Wow. Um, and again, that just goes back to the mindset: like this is not going to be a waste of energy for yeah. me. I'm not going into this because I love wrestling. I'm going into this because I want to win. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm coming for you guys as next. Yeah. And this has nothing to do with me. Be, like being from Guam, like I legitimately was coming for their next. Like it's just the like a mentality, and it was just like a cherry on top that I got to represent Guam. Mm-hmm. Um. So I did have a scholarship to wrestle, and then, um, like, I think halfway through my, my senior wrestling season, I had a really bad shoulder injury that I had oh, to wrestle. Or I was told not to wrestle anymore, mm-hmm. but because it's my senior season, um, I was like, forget that. Like, it's, I would have wasted all this time and energy that yeah. I put into it. So I had to, I was wrestling on a bad shoulder all all throughout the mm. all throughout the season. And I know a lot of people will say that's that's an excuse, and it definitely is, but it definitely did. Um, affect a lot of how like I wrestled Mm -hmm. and with that it just really threw me off especially mentally because it really like hit my head okay so I know um obviously you have some somewhat of love for it don't you uh I'm talking about wrestling because you do coach now right or you're an assistant Um, coach I uh tried to but um, my thing was is that um, I hate complainers. Mm-hmm. I really do hate complainers, mm-hmm. especially in wrestling. They try to find um, everything else to blame except themselves. And wrestling is a one-on-one sport. Yeah. And I, you just feel so much satisfaction from winning. But when you lose, you kind of just got to take it and understand mm-hmm. that it's it's how you can ultimate. It's time. ultimately your fault, mm-hmm. like why you lost. Um, and the team I was trying to coach, it was just blaming everyone mm-hmm. else except their own ability. And yeah. they had, they were talented kids, mm-hmm. really good. Like they had so much potential, but they just didn't believe that they could go anywhere. And um, like, I'm not going to say like school is nothing. Right. Right. Um, of course. Um, but I was just like, people aren't going to like people already don't like us from where we're from. Why don't mm-hmm. you just punch them in the mouth with that instead of yelling, like complaining at the refs? You don't have to complain at the refs if you, you know, you finish it before the third period. Yeah. This is all on you guys. If you keep complaining, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to work hard. Mm-hmm. And I just got it. Just It just really got to me. 
hey man i feel that way whenever i'm trying to train my dog tucker <laughs> sorry that just i totally felt your frustration in terms yeah. of trying to help and mm. they just are not getting it it's like it's, oh my gosh please because they want they they like um the way that a lot of people work is that they want they don't want to hear what they need to hear they want you to complain with them mm. they and want you to be on their side yeah you can't be because you're the coach and you're there to yeah to, to, to let them know how they can be better like mm. um of uh, my best coaching experience was uh, it was in tennessee i was coaching a a, a kids uh, competition wow um, like jujitsu competition nice. uh team or a lot assistant coaching mm-hmm. um and i was really hard on these kids like these kids are ranging from like nine to 14 okay and i'm really hard on these kids and there was one day i think i got really mad at the kids for something because it was after a tournament and they're trying to explain i'm like i saw it all i know what you're talking about but quit complaining about it and i just got really mad and then afterwards i went to the parents i'm like hey man i'm sorry i didn't mean to like really blow up like that they're mm-hmm. like no like we see improvement mm-hmm. in them because they're actually listening keep doing what you're doing we don't care if you cuss at them what because we cuss at them like mm-hmm. why you know we're, we're you're getting results and you know they love you so that that was probably my best my best coaching experience and to see kids that are almost 10 years older than all the kids that i was coaching like six seven years older to complain as if they were their age it's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like i know your parents taught you better it's it's guam Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's guam i know your parents teach you better like don't complain just fuck Mm -hmm. me better i'm trying really hard here it's gonna happen he's trying not to cuss too much (laughs) yeah (laughs) he asked me outside he's like is it all right if i cuss i was like i mean yeah it's 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 a podcast it's a bit more relaxed than radio i was like but don't be too much oni you know we want to be able to still she knows like i i do i cuss a lot (laughs) i had a i had a tell i was like you gotta censor yourself a little bit dude (laughs) yeah But um, that's like I, I really would have loved. Like I love, honestly, I think I love coaching more mm-hmm. than I like actually wrestling. But I do miss competition. But there's a different satisfaction in knowing that someone that you're assisting or someone that you're you're mm-hmm. teaching in a sense succeeds. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, there's yeah. a different satisfaction yeah, in that. Definitely. So that's why I I loved it so much. That's great. Man. And but it was just. Uh, adding on with like the stress of like everything else I was doing and then them like just mm-hmm. complaining in my ear I was just I couldn't do it you reach your breaking point at some point yeah it, it wasn't so much a breaking point but I just knew like I just um I would just got more and more frustrated and then I wouldn't have been able to to coach them in the way that I should or like that that they deserve mm-hmm. All right, man. So let's get into uh, your music life a bit because, okay, we know that you rap, but mm-hmm. another thing that I didn't find out until earlier this year was that you were in choir and band. Yeah. And wow. uh, how, like, how far back did that go? When did that all start? Uh, choir was sophomore year of high school, but band was every year since sixth grade. No, every year except sophomore year. Okay, nice. Um, Because sophomore year, I wanted to try something new, so I went into a photography and um, and editing class. Nice. So I threw band out the window, and then I realized I actually did like it, Mm -hmm. and then I went back, but that was in sixth grade. Okay, okay, cool. Um, And then how did that turn into what you're doing now? When did you start getting into rap and writing? Um, I don't... 
Uh, I don't really think that anything with band had to do with me getting into music because even before band, I was really involved in the music scene, especially with my family. Like, mm-hmm. my uncle is one of the the pioneers of the band scene here on island. My mom is really deep with mm-hmm. with all those bands. Like, uh, they're like when venue opened up, they're around when Skinner's Plaza was still there, the pavilion. Wow. They were throwing shows there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the skate park shows. Um, like a lot of the globe events my mom was was involved with um like when hoobastank came to guam oh wow mm, mom. nice That's all, wow okay. i was pissed because at the time hoobastank was was one of my favorite bands mm-hmm. but i was like eight oh, yeah couldn't go so you couldn't go yeah so i was like yeah i'm gonna go i'm like can i go no you can't you're not old enough oh <laughs> well, well now i can what now mom <laughs> yeah so it, it's funny but um like there it's just that there's a lot of inspiration there like when Matala first uh, first came out my oh, my uncle yeah. was like their their ma- awesome. my my uncle was i think their manager oh, or he okay, worked okay. really closely with them like he helped like with the equipment moving mm-hmm. and everything so when literally when they first started they were, like they would be playing at Jimmy D's mm-hmm. like having gigs at Jimmy D's like there's no one there but like I'm in a chair like sitting right in front of Ryan Shook wow nice. so like <laughs> There, there's just a lot of that inspiration in um, like seeing a growing music scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always had a love for music. My mom, the way that my mom puts it is she always knew I belonged on a stage. She just didn't know what stage. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she's seen me with band. She's seen me with right. choir. At this point, she sees me, she's seen me in pageantry. Um, now she's seeing me like with the, with the rapping stuff. She just knew that somehow some way i was going to find myself on a stage in the spotlight awesome because not to sound like an egomaniac but i do love being mm-hmm. in the spotlight i really do because okay. i feel like with, with the way that i am i could i could change a lot mm-hmm. that in terms of what what do you want to do um first off i want to win first i cannot help other people if i'm not winning mm-hmm are you ter- talking about in terms of being a rapper or just in general? In general, okay. like I, um, it it seems selfish, and it is, but I have to, like, once I feel comfortable in an area of my life where I'm not worried about myself anymore, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always my first priority, right? Emotionally, Amen. physically, in the end, all you really have is yourself. Exactly, it's true. Like. I've like emotionally like detached myself from people because of that. Like mm. it's just you I got to worry about myself. I got to save myself. Understandable. And once I feel like I don't have to save myself anymore, I feel like I could start, you know, helping other people cuz you know, uh, I've been a big advocate for for like suicide awareness, mental mm. health awareness okay. uh for so long. And um and that's, you know, going back to a lot of stuff with like my family and then like uh just recently with friends mm-hmm. it's uh something that's really deep with me so that's something i really want to I, I i'm like really trying to dive deep into okay so you talked about um i just want to go back to that you know being in terms of you know number one or the best or whatever it is you do are you talking about being a role model uh you talked about you know helping those i know Not, uh suicide has affected you personally yeah um so I'm wondering i want to get more into what it is that you want to set for yourself what do you want to be known for um, the basic answer is like, oh, I just want to be known as a good person. I could care less if, if anyone thinks I'm a good person. I know 
and you know there's a lot of people that don't like me um and that doesn't bother me but what i just want to be known like i don't want to be known as a role model i'm not a role model mm. i i personally feel like you shouldn't have role models because you stop living for yourself mm-hmm. if you're li- if you have a role model you're going to start trying to embody them and you stop becoming your own sure. person and if you're going to try to become someone else like why are you here well i think the point of role models aren't really to try to become that pers- person but more so to have multiple role models and i guess make your own self from those characteristics that you admire no, from I, them, I, you I get that I get that. Yeah. But like me growing up, I never had role models. Mm. I didn't allow myself to. Okay. Because I would see like other people when something happens with their role models and then they're disappointed. Mm. And me personally, I just wanted to save myself from that disappointment. I feel you. And then from that, um, I'm really happy that I did that because I mentally, I feel like Mentally, I feel strong. Mentally, I feel I feel very well connected with myself, and um, I can attribute it to just always being me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was never like, oh, I like that. Would I understand? Because some people do need that; uh, they definitely do. And I won't I won't take that from anybody. Uh, people do people do need that, but I don't I don't want to be known as a role model. I just want people to like. I just want my words to be spoken about forever mm-hmm. like if i say something like you see these albert einstein quotes you see all these quotes i want one of those quotes to be mine mm-hmm. and i want those that quote to affect somebody right. like impact somebody's life not because i'm a role model but because it could you know You're possibly help them figure in some way yeah um, like they'll they'll make it their own and then it'll it'll impact them like i just want my words to be heard everywhere Okay, I think I I want to because uh, on here we're just we're just gonna uncensor everything. You did mention how there are you know you don't really care if people like you or not, and you you've been very open um, in terms of social media, everything like that. Like right. you really don't give a shit if yeah. someone likes you or not. So. I think when I first started to get to know you, I wanted to know if there was a separation between. Um, you know, Keone and Oni. Keone and Oni, yeah, yes. because I, I will say, um, I totally understand how people may have their perceptions of you. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I have my own personal relationship with you as well. Yeah. And sorry, I need to sneeze real quick. Ugh. Okay, Bless you. it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, you know, I as as you can say, you know, you understand people's perceptions of you. Um, but definitely diving into breaking down whatever facade if you would even call it a facade at Mm -hmm. all because we know that you are more than just this asshole yeah exactly my my clear point obviously you're very outspoken you are controversial um so tell us more about that um what made you come to that kind of mindset of really just idgaf you know um it's it goes back to what i said earlier it's like i'm worried about myself Mm -hmm. i'm not worried about other people and it goes hand in hand. Like, why? if I'm going to worry about how other people are looking at me, then I'm going to stop being myself. I'm going to start being someone for them. Mm-hmm. I am my own person. I don't blame someone for my own words. I know everything I say. If I say something, I mean it. If I don't say something, it, if, or if I say something and it shouldn't have been said, then I will apologize, but it never happens because everything that comes out of my mouth, everything that I tweet out, it's something that... 
you know i'm serious about okay. unless it's obviously a joke like you know there's mm-hmm. there's you know my stupid tweets yeah like it's, sarcasm is definitely there um you know in terms of saying you know what you a lot of the times of what you say is true whether or not it's controversial um we know that you have bumped heads with some people you know and, and mm. people known in the community so what yeah. what brings you to that really just you don't care who they are or you know i i really just want to get into this i treat everybody the mm-hmm. same my bosses i treat them like they're my coworkers. Mm. i don't believe in this stupid hierarchy of people like we're all gonna die Mm. you have money if i don't have money it doesn't matter we're still human like it it doesn't make a difference to me like that's that's one of the things like that people they feel like scared to say stuff to certain people but to me it's like why like i would treat you the same way i treat him i treat my bosses the same way i treat my coworkers. like We are all human. We're all here to pretty much do the same thing. You're no better than I am. And in a lot of sense, like in a lot of times, I feel like I'm a piece of shit. Mm. And I know other people feel that way. We're all the same in the sense. So why am I going to treat someone different? Like no matter what status you are. Mm. Like I could argue with Lou Leon Guerrero the same way I'd argue with one of my best friends. But I wouldn't. I love Lou. She's great. So, <laughs> heck yeah, man. That's Magahaga. Um, but, you know, do you not think that may come with... So you don't think that maybe people that have served others in the community would command somewhat of a higher respect? I really do want to... No, I, I get that. More. I get that. Like, and I, I, I really do. And I always give um, the people in those regards that, like, their respect, their due respect. Mm-hmm. But my respect for them doesn't change my opinion. Okay. You know, I always give people their due respect, like, um, with, you know, people in certain, like, scenes on Guam. I've given them their due respect, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't change my opinion. Okay. You know, it's not going to be someone, like, it might not be someone else's opinion, or it might be someone else's opinion, but they were too scared to say it. And that's what I pride myself in, is because... I find a lot of people here really gravitating towards what I'm saying is because they don't want to say it. Mm-hmm. They feel safer retweeting it because it's not coming out of their mouth. I can agree with that. Like, and it's just, I don't know. It always comes back to my mentality. Mm-hmm. It's like, nobody's better than me. Mm. I'm no better than anyone. We're all but very equal. I have to keep this, uh, like, if I want to keep trying to progress, I do keep the mindset that. I'm going to be better. Mm-hmm. Like, in a sense, I think I'm better than people. Mm-hmm. But that's just because, like, it's how I am. I feel like, in that sense, I have to prove to myself that I am. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling myself that. Yeah. So I have to prove it to myself oh, yeah. by continuously working. And that that's what really drives me. Put it out there and believe it and you'll become it. Yeah, I just you know? put it out there and let it all hang. Like, I really don't care. Yeah. All right, man. Um, let's talk a little bit more uh, more about music because we know you are with the Straight Up Crew, right? Straight Up yes. Music. Uh, tell us more about that, how that came to be, how you started working with them and where it's going. Right. Um, so, honestly, um, a big shout out to Jed for um, for like really believing, or believing, <laughs> believing in me because um, he's he noticed right away my whole marketing strategy with my music and all that. He, he noticed it right away and he noticed that it wasn't just me being an asshole. 
it was garnering attention in a sense because everything's a business and that's how I treat it everything's a business no matter what and that's how I treated it but I just found a way that coincides with my personality to promote and um, he noticed it so he put out um, put out this one track it was called PSA and it was Mm -hmm. basically this was at a time when nobody was putting out music but all these people wanted to talk shit about the music scene nobody was nobody was putting out content nobody was contributing to the scene but they would complain about it so he put out a track basically calling out all these rappers and Mm. um around that time my producer crooks and i were already working on music Mm. and i had already uh, prior to that been putting out music but on my own Okay, I just wanted to jump in real quick because you did mention Jed and this PSA calling out other uh, musicians or rappers mm-hmm. only because we did uh, have a podcast with Jed. And I'm just, I'm yes. trying to understand everything a bit more mm-hmm. because Jed did make clear that he wants to bridge a gap between the older generation of rappers Definitely. and the younger one. Definitely. So, uh, you know, uh, only because I haven't heard PSA. So right. I'm trying to understand how that's working together or how long ago it was. Uh, PSA his- was about a year, year and a half okay. ago. Okay. So this is like very beginning of us like working. All right. Um, but basically we were already working on music and then he saw my marketing strategies after I was putting out music after that. Um, there was a, a hashtag that was going around that Guam hip hop is dead. Mm. I used that as a big promotional thing. Okay. Um, because it was such a controversial topic. Right. I think we kicked off the track with that, right? Yeah. I think you started. Yeah, it's heard. literally the yeah. first thing you hear is mm-hmm. Guam hip hop is mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. It's literally the first thing you hear. Because I know that's going to garner attention, especially around that time. I made sure I dropped my track when I felt it was the peak of the conversation. Wow. That is smart, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he, he noticed it, and then when uh, it was around the time of P&B Rock and... The all the the native all black party mm. was around and um, Jed Trips Tanaka and I were all um, asked to do sets at both shows and um, for the all black party we were the only three rappers mm-hmm. and for the P and B rock show we were the only local acts mm-hmm. wow. so it just seemed right to combine our sets so we could be just one big local act to Mm -hmm. show that the guam hip-hop community has come together like me representing the younger kids jed yeah uh jed and trips being from like the like the meta sarmiento days Mm -hmm. yoshi Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um uh, six seven uno days like when they first started and bridging the age gap Mm -hmm. the generational gap and then from there it because uh, Jed has always had that idea of straight up music. He's been having that idea for like maybe two years. Yeah. Um, and it, at the time, he had so much belief that we could do this. Uh, even up to this day, he still has the belief that we formed the rap section of yeah. straight up music. Because at this point, you guys know that um, straight up music also has R&B. It mm-hmm. has um, yeah. acoustics. Right. Yep. We have DJs. Mm-hmm. It's not a genre specific, yeah. um, you know, like group. Mm-hmm. We just want to 
put good music out there. And let me just say, like, I've heard, obviously, Jed, we've heard a lot of his music, love it, and uh, definitely creating a lot of great content. Um, yeah. Straight music is definitely doing well. And I know, uh, obviously, we know Tal, the producer, yeah. and he, this dude is just super talented. He's so crazy. I man. have legit seen Tal sit down and just mess with different beats and just throw things together yeah. that works so well. And he so, can he can go from like a really heavy like dubstep EDM mm-hmm. track and then make a neo soul beat. Yeah, wow. he's it's amazing. it's ridiculous. Like I I firmly wholeheartedly believe that he's the best producer on island. He's just not as loud mm-hmm. as I am. Tal is Tal is very humble. He's yeah. It's I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> love that dude, man. He, I love Tal him. Is super tall. Uh, yeah. If if no one knows Straight Up Crooks, the producer for Straight Up Music, he's Cal is six, just like eight. he's this huge he's six, dude. Eight. But he's like the sweetest dude. He's like a giant cuddly bear. Is, uh, I don't think I've ever seen. I, I've seen him get frustrated. I don't think I've seen him get mad. <laughs> yeah, he makes Jed look short. <laughs> oh yeah, I can agree, man. Talk about Sarah's Sarah's, Sarah's boyfriend, boyfriend. Oh, yeah. that dude, Sal. That dude, yeah, huge. That dude one huge. Yeah, yeah. I love that guy, man. Yeah, definitely great, great uh, group. You guys yeah. have a lot of you uh, all coming together. Of course, you have Sal as the the main photographer, yeah. and so when you get a really dedicated dedicated team, you know, like you just said, your aim is to be at the top, and you really yeah. are not going to give a shit what people say because mm-hmm. that's what it takes to yeah. try to do what you have to do. Um, where do you see yourself going with with this? You know, the whole music career. Um. Honestly, still, still doing it in the future. I, I, I still see myself in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, and this is just me personally. I feel like at some point I'm gonna get stuck. Mm. Um, just Completely like creatively. Normal, um, like I can, I can envision myself maybe not falling out of love with making music, but um, just being exhausted. Yeah. Um. And like I, I don't really think about these like ten year, five year, three year mm-hmm. things. I'm like really small step, but I do definitely see myself still making music. Mm-hmm. I see myself making money off of music, which is my ultimate goal. Like quite honestly, I don't have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. I have to make this work, or I'm not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to forever be pissed off at myself if I don't let, if I don't make this work. Amen. Like if it comes out to me, like doing like being in the music business and not making music like somehow being behind the scenes i definitely see myself doing that um but as far as like for sure i just want to make music you 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 say you say you make music and of course i know you you have a lot of content out there do you have like an ep out or i know you, you work with jet so yeah where can people find your music on um, so you can find it on iTunes and Spotify. All my older stuff is on SoundCloud. Nice. Uh, as of right now, I'm working on um, putting it out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, trying to figure out who I want to do, like cover arts and whatnot. And then um, I just shot the first scene or the first three scenes for my SuckFit music video last night. Nice. Right, saw that. Yeah. Uh, and where can people find it? Uh, 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 what is your username? Uh, Oni One. It's basically spelled like Obi Wan, like Obi Wan mm-hmm. Kenobi. Mm-hmm. But sub the B for an N and delete Kenobi, and you'll find me. <laughs> Oni One. He's on there. Check him out. I'm the Oni One, the one and Oni. <laughs> hey man. All right. Well. But, yeah. It's def- fun. I love it. With yeah. fuck, like 
Jed like bridging the the bands with us and then it just creates this great creative space on this island that I think or at least personally I haven't seen it makes me really happy and I'm glad that you know I'm one of the I don't want to say spearheads but I'm one of the uh, I guess the best way I could say is like mouths Mm -hmm. of this this community and I'm I'm really happy to be a part of it like just to yeah. Like as young as I am, I didn't think I would get this far. Mm-hmm. As young, I think I could have gotten to this point, but it probably would have taken me another like year, year and a half. So, really, I really, um, I really shout out Jed a lot for, um, for like really helping me out. And then now we're like we're part of this beautiful, this beautiful community. And everyone's putting out content. Everyone's just, it's all love except these other rappers that don't like me because they suck. And I tell them. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I think. Uh, Sorry, I had to do that one time. I had to say that one time. <laughs> I know you I don't like, hey, like man, me. I got the mic right now. I know you don't like me. You don't have to sneak this. I know you don't like me. You don't got to follow me to Max and Drop and W. Ooh, and shit. stand in the corner and stare at me. Fucking weirdo. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know that scene because I'm more of a bar bar scene. <laughs> See, I no. I was just gonna stay at Mac and Marty's, but it was my um, one of my really good friends' birthday. Mm-hmm. So um, one of my other friends got him a table at W. So that's why I ended up there. And oh, then yeah. it just so happened five minutes after I would show up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, the midget. Damn. Oh man. Well, of course, uh, what you do, and I think it comes with whatever. Uh, whatever uh, when you when you when you become when you choose or where you're going to there always has to be somebody out there who has to hate and it's it's normal definitely I, I, I'm pretty sure I have haters and so, yeah so I you know gosh you know that guy Vic right so, so I think it's one of those things God it's, Tyler it's like <laughs> you're gonna have haters but it's just I, I yeah. your mentality like it's that you know what I'm I, I have I have a goal and that's what yeah I'm like if, if, if for you're me not with me you're just yeah like, I'm for not, me it's like who are you to me. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Who are you? Like, you're nobody to me. You, you could be somebody yourself. to someone else. It's not a lot of somebody else's, mm. but you're nobody to me. Until you, like, until I find a reason to give that respect, I'm not going to give it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the key, the key thing is respect. Yeah, like, like they don't, don't give it. They don't have to respect me. Right. I'm not going to make them respect me because mm-hmm. that's silly. If I have mm-hmm. to demand their respect, I'm just going to do what I do. And if they feel the need to try and get, you know, me or, you know, if they don't like Jed, if they, they feel the need to get us to try and respond because they're feeling some type of way, that's their problem, not ours. Mm-hmm. If you notice, we don't like when we don't respond to other people's hate. Mm-hmm. We just let them hate. We'll retweet it so that mm-hmm. they, they know that we know it's about, you know. Well, if you respond to it, then they know you, they're winning. Exactly. Yeah. We don't respond. I don't feel the need to respond. I used to because mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just me, but kind of grew out of that. It got old and boring. I wasn't having fun in the controversy anymore, so I just do it by myself. But yeah, they don't like me. You guys like me. That's uh, that's cool. Oh yeah, I like you guys. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming by. Um, I know we and we usually, like I told you, we usually close it out with our three questions. So uh, number one, what is one? One word or phrase to describe yourself? Um, it's going to sound like really like narcissistic. Go for it, man. But just Oni. So okay. I don't think that anybody is the same as me. Mm-hmm. Not that I've observed, at, like not that I've observed at least. Um, I feel like I've became, I've grew into this like really 
unique individual and that's um oh my voice cracked that's gross mm-hmm. um i attribute that a lot to my mom for for helping like like helping me raise me this way and um yeah i, I would just use oni obviously very headstrong very determined you know yeah. And I think I think you know in many ways that is healthy for yourself because like you said it's what many people would view and you yourself have said is selfish but it's in the end yeah. like we've said many times it's I'm very I'm very aware be, like what I do yeah. affects other people. Mm-hmm. Like someone told me that I should be more aware of other people's emotions. I'm mm-hmm. like I'm aware. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. And that's why I feel like that that kind of just separates me from other people. Mhm like just oni like if like someone that knows me they hear oh oni did this and eh, it sounds like him yeah pretty much <laughs> i don't i don't think anyone could really tell me anything that would really shock me just because i'm like you know i i know one side of oni and then i also know another side and yeah i know you can be shocking you know but um crazy there and there and there is a lot a lot more to it's, it's know the mark in me yeah it's the mark in me yeah exactly also Dude, tango <laughs> Yeah, no, that's it right. It took you a little Ooh, bit. I've seen this dude tango. Um, pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, he good. he was in the show with me for for a bit, and then I dropped out because I got bored <laughs> and irritated. Okay, and uh, secondly, give us a fun fact about yourself, either embarrassing or just an event that has happened to you. Um, shoot. Probably like I'm just very like I don't want to say like I'm self conscious, mm-hmm. but I'm very self conscious. I think everyone is like not about like my image, it's just about myself. Mm-hmm. Like I hate being dirty. Yeah, I, I have to. I have to shower. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, I'm like, the same way. My my friends were like, "Oh, you would do this, but you wouldn't do that." I'm like, I'm not an animal. Mm-hmm. Like I I am messy. I'm not I, I'm messy my hygiene is good <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not you know I'm very clean it's mm-hmm. clean but I'm messy that's that's it and I'm very self-conscious I'm pretty about sure that. there was a sexual innuendo somewhere in there but <laughs> we'll just we'll go past that <laughs> almost uh, right. but yeah no I'm just like like um, in a sense like I hate myself for it because mm. like I don't know everyone hates themselves in a in a way I just hate myself a lot. Mm. But I have so much self-belief. Yeah. But I'm very, like, I get embarrassed when um, someone notices, like, me downing on myself mm. because it doesn't feel like me. And that's something that's very private. It's Cause something I'm, Like, in a sense, I'm very private. So I do get self-conscious. I do get embarrassed mm-hmm. about, like, certain things. But surprisingly i have feelings it's yeah crazy. i was about to say i think that's that is something to i am an i'm a very emotional person yeah just very monotone yeah very true and i know um you know just within the past two years you've actually been through a lot yeah. that i was really unaware of um but i think that all really helps to kind of create who you are now which definitely. is why you've said that you are going to put yourself first and yeah definitely i think overall what someone can learn from you is that you need to make yourself happy before really being able to help others that's that's what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i don't need people to like me but they could take something away 
you need to focus on yourself make like yourself my happy. my main that's literally my main like my main point when anyone asks me for advice it's like you're like all i'm hearing is being you being worried about other people i promise you the moment you're selfish you're gonna mm-hmm. have the grandest time you're gonna have so much fucking and it fun. is true you know selfishness is really there's a there's a stigma against it but you, no there definitely is yeah definitely but you is. realize that when you do there is a point where you need to put yourself yeah. before anyone you, else you have to be selfish because if mm-hmm. you if you're not you know if you're so busy worried about other people you're not going to be happy mm-hmm. and then with being selfish in turn being selfish will um in a sense you don't have to be completely selfish it will help you become happy and then once you are happy it resonates around the people true. with the people around Very you true. and then from there without you noticing or even trying you created a better environment for yourself that is very correct and i love that oh man like i don't know i don't i'll never understand like why why people think otherwise but it could be just the way they are it could be the way that they're raised like they could have had like a weird upbringing or something like one event that could have affected them and i won't take that away from them but Mm I always just tell them, just try to be selfish, and I promise you, you'll be so much happier. Yeah. All right, man. And our last question: uh, What is one thing you want or have to do before your time is up? Hmm. That's crazy. Um, probably. I was going to say get a face tat, but I'm actually <laughs> going to do that like next week. What in the world? Yeah, no, but um, it'll probably just be to like, I think like long term, probably want to make a million dollars at some point. Wow. Hey, man, hey. good goal. But what um, definitely what I really want to do is uh, is just stop seeing my friends pass. It is so irritating. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to start a... Um, a foundation to help kids with uh like um, mental health awareness and yeah because um, a lot of kids here they don't have a good support system mm-hmm. it's always the once you start making money you need to help us mm-hmm. we are entitled to this because we're your parents these are your uncles so you need to respect them and you know sometimes there's those bad apples in the family that affect these kids like mm-hmm. you know there i know that some of these kids are like sexually assaulted by family and that really messes with them i know there's yeah. kids in schools that are getting bullied and they feel like they don't have an outlet or they don't have a good support good enough support system at home because a lot of parents in this generation were raised with you're we're too busy to like you have nothing to be depressed about mm-hmm. you have a roof over your head blah 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 blah. we were too busy to be depressed blah 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 but, but it is, I want to create that that um, that uh, I want to create an environment where they feel that they, they feel the comfort in knowing that there's other people that that do feel that way. And I'm sure that they are aware other people feel that way. But literally never are they alone. Never. And it's just because I, I get into those those mindsets a lot and it, it lasts forever it's hard and it always feels like forever but i just want to like i want to create a foundation where we could just figure out a way to create outlets for them whether it be artistically like some kids like they find comfort in academics Mm -hmm. 
I want to create that space to where they're comfortable doing all of this and knowing and understanding why they feel these ways and understanding how they can get out of it, how they can deal with it in their own unique ways. Because there's so much, there's so much to tap into with the youth here that I think um, a lot of people are ignoring. And uh, I just really want to, that's, that's something I want to do before I die is leave that big impact here. Like, even if I don't run that foundation anymore, I want it to still be a growing and thriving thing to where kids can just come in and just feel comfortable Mm -hmm. in that environment. Yeah. You know, because like um, some kids are more fortunate than others, but they could still feel those emotions as the less fortunate. Oh, Mm -hmm. very, very true. And that's, that's what I want. I want just everyone to feel like no matter who you are, financial status, race, blah, 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 you can feel comfortable around other people that feel the same way you do. And in a sense, you can make the best of friends. Like probably like my best friends have been built through me coming, like going through depression and them just being around. Mm -hmm. Like you never, like you never know. Like there's a lot that we could do for the kids that I'm, I'm definitely looking into and I'm, I'm working on right now. Um, Oh, shout out to to Game Time. Mm-hmm. They go to like elementary schools, middle schools. They do like this little sports camp, but oh, wow, they is. do. Um, it's uh, they they really push mental health awareness and suicide mm-hmm. prevention for the kids, and I really commend them for that. So shout out to Game Time. Um, shout out to Max Zay. Um, that's his family. So shout out to you guys uh, for doing that, and um, I actually want to get personally involved with them. Um, I think they told me they were going to Agata soon. Wow. So I definitely want to be there for that because my little sister goes to Agata. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I have family too. <laughs> I am yeah. a person to you guys. <laughs> I have human feelings. <laughs> All but, right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. I just want to do okay. that for the kids. That's okay, it. so before we close out, any your plugs? People where people can follow you, all that good stuff. Um, Instagram and Twitter is both the same. Straight up Oni. You spell it as it's heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't follow me on Snapchat. Um, Snapchat is for, don't for add me on Facebook. <laughs> uh, you can find me on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud at Oniwan, O-N-I-W-A-N, not G-U-A-N. So I know some of you are going to get funny. <laughs> All right, but, man. yeah, thanks, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming by, and we'll definitely be seeing you around soon. Yeah. Thanks, right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. Another episode of it's a hang, hang thing. thing. And we'll see you guys hey. next time <laughs> on the next one. Bye. Bye.